Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hi, I'm Dana Torse, and welcome to another episode of the Truth in My Days radio program. Today, I'm here with John Torse and Jason Chan as they discuss the important topic of creation and evolution. We are continuing from the previous episode. We hope you enjoy. So, no, second off, thermodynamics will tell you that those complex molecules you would need to form that first cell can never form on their own. It's game over for evolution right there. Absolutely game over right there. Again, they will try to evade. They will try to obfuscate. They will often bring up what's called the Yuri Miller experiment that was done in 1953. And here, two scientists, a science professor and his grad student, devise an experiment to try to show how life arose on Earth. And what they did here is they took glass ball, basically, put in some water. That was your oceanic compartment. And then they would heat the water so it would become a water vapor. It would run up through a glass tube into another glass ball, basically. And in this glass ball, you had those simple chemicals that they thought the early Earth's atmosphere would have had. Uh, nitrogen gas, methane, ammonia, carbon dioxide, hydrogen gas. Uh, and in came your water vapor, and then they had a little electric spark. Okay, they call this the atmospheric compartment. And the little spark was supposed to create life. And lo and behold, what happened? Well, they came up with a few simple amino acids. And... To see this proves life could have formed by natural processes. Game over. You will still hear books appealing to that. And even professors appealing to that. And, and But it did nothing of the sort. Amino acids are not proteins. Amino acids are relatively very simple. But here's the thing. Even the amino acids that formed broke down immediately. This <laughs> so was absolutely useless for, for showing how life originated. It broke down immediately. And what Yuri uh, Miller had to do was put in a cold water trap. Essentially flash cool the products to keep them from breaking back down okay? and then extracting them from the the apparatus uh, so it was a scam right there you can also point out that the what they thought was the gases of the early atmosphere are wrong they had no oxygen there now we know that the early atmosphere had oxygen and that would have oxidized any of these products so it's absolutely impossible Furthermore, as I said, a few simple amino acids, no proteins even, let alone a cell, let alone something coming to life. So the fact that, that this experiment is still held forward as to explain the problem of the origin of life, let's, let's, let's put it there and let's not ask any more about it. Let's just you know, accept that this answers the problem and move on. It's fundamentally intellectually dishonest and an admission that they know with no explanation for how life came on Earth. Amino acids, as I said, are relatively simple. You have a carbon, the alpha carbon, an amino group, which is nitrogen with two hydrogens. You have a carboxylic group, carbon with a couple of oxygens and hydrogen, hydrogens, and then a side chain. So it's not particularly complex. Proteins, on the other hand, are amazingly complex. Not only is there that you have to have all of these amino acids in the right order, which I mentioned before, that's just the primary structure. There's a secondary structure where, where the protein can be a pleated sheet or an alpha helix, and then a tertiary structure where those are bent together, and then a quaternary that folds in on itself. 
extremely complex. And if any of these four elements is missing, the protein doesn't work. So the Ehrmiller experiment is absolutely useless to explain the origin of life on Earth. How can you escape this fundamental problem? How can you get around the problem of the law of entropy and how it destroys any ability, any possibility of life originating on Earth by any natural process? And desperate evolutionists want to know desperate atheists want to know, or they just bury their head in the sand and try not to think about it. What you will usually hear is what's called the open system gambit. And once again, like with Krauss and his quantum mechanics, this is based on hoping that the general public just doesn't understand science enough that they can actually put this gambit and get away with it. How does this gambit work? Here's how Bill Nye puts it in his book, Undeniable, Evolution and the Science of Creation. He writes this, as a mechanical engineer, oh, look at that, he's a fellow <laughs> mechanical engineer, Jason, mm -hmm. though I don't think he has a master's. As a mechanical engineer who took a lot of physics, I am fascinated by the particular creationist argument because it is both scientifically subtle and completely misinformed. Here's the most important thing to know. The second law applies only to closed systems, like a cylinder in a car engine, and the Earth is not even remotely a closed system. Transfers of matter and energy are constantly taking place. Energy has been pouring in from the Sun for over four and a half billion years. That's from page 21 of his book. Do you see anything problematic? Just, just at first glance, do you see anything problematic in what he's saying? Yeah, I mean... A cylinder in a car engine isn't a closed system. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, this is our mechanical engineer's credibility takes a hit right away when he says a cylinder in a car engine is a closed system. So that's already a problem. It's not the only problem, of course, when we get into the science of it. It's like people have to understand what, what does it even mean by a closed system? And, and even that's not correct, because really he should be talking about an isolated system, not a right. closed system. Mm -hmm. A closed system is a system where, well, sorry, let's start with open system. An open system is where you can have free exchange of energy and matter within the system. You can put ma mass into the system, you can take mass out, you can put energy in, take energy out. In a closed system, uh, you cannot transfer mass, you cannot put matter in or take matter out. You can still put in energy or take it out. An isolated system is one where you cannot put in or take out either of them. You cannot put in matter, take out matter. You cannot put in energy, take out energy. When he says closed system and most of these evolutions, when they say closed system, what they really mean is an isolated system. And they say that the second law of thermodynamics only holds for closed systems. And they say, oh, look, the Earth is not you can put energy into it. The sun is putting energy into it all the time, and the sun's energy will allow order to result. The sun's energy will override the second law of thermodynamics. And the question is, is that true? What would you say? I would say for very particular local systems, that could be the case. For example, the sun providing energy to a plant, it's already there for the plant to grow. and the plant then assembles more of itself. But 
if nothing was there to begin with and the sun input, I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's actually very interesting to bring up the plant because a plant, a human does that too. But here's the thing. The plant has chloroplasts. Mm -hmm. It has an organized machine that can take the free energy from the sun and convert it into right. usable energy, chemical energy, which it can then burn, process, and use that to do things. Mm -hmm. Same thing with human beings. You know, we, we, we can convert energy. We take in the chemical energy by eating plants. Right. Yep. And then our, our cells convert that. The mitochondrion will convert that to a very complex process into energy that our body uses. And this is how, as I say, we forestall the effects of entropy for a while. Mm -hmm. And we can even use that to create order. I can use the chemical energy of food and my brain to take wood and build it into a house. So yes, where you have two things, you have to have a machine that right. can convert free energy into a usable form. Mm -hmm. And there has to be some kind of design blueprint or intelligence to use that energy. Then it can. Mm. But what Naya is saying is you can just put free energy into a system and that's all you need to override the second law of thermodynamics. But if that's the case, we would never even have discovered it because you put free energy into the earth and piles of rubble should be turning into houses, shouldn't they? Hmm. I mean, just told us that putting free energy into a system will override entropy. So why do we not see piles of bricks and rubble turning into houses? The house is a lot less complex than a cell. <laughs> why do we not see piles of ashes spontaneously turning into firewood? There must be something wrong with what Naya is saying, and indeed there is. The second law of thermodynamics is defined in terms of a closed system, so we can rid of, get rid of all their effects. But it holds for all natural processes. Holds for all natural processes. The crystal formation, as I said, the reason crystals form is because you have this driving force to lower enthalpy, lower energy, as well as the force to higher entropy. So when we define the second law of thermodynamics, we say, well, let's not worry about the effects of energy we'll look at just what entropy does and that's why we'll put it into an isolated system so we don't have to worry about the energy but in fact the second law holds for all natural processes the only difference is that with natural processes you do have to account for the effects of energy and we do that through what's called the gibbs free energy equation and it holds for all natural processes uh, regardless of whether the system is is uh, open closed or isolated and it's actually very easy to demonstrate this. It's very easy to demonstrate that what Nye says is nonsense. The open system gambit is nonsense. Uh, the sun puts free energy into the earth, yes. Well, we know what happens when you put free energy into a system. What happens when you have a sun release of free energy in a system? Give us an example from Earth. The sun releasing free energy? No, when we put any kind of like oh. free energy into a system, like it's not directed to a machine to do useful work. Uh -huh. You just have a sun release of free energy. What happens? Yeah, I mean, I think of a nuclear reactor just going kaboom yeah. when it's not controlled. Or any kind yeah. of explosion. Even when you have like controlled explosions to knock down an old building, what happens? You get destruction. You get massive disorder. When you put free energy into a system, it doesn't give you order. It gives you disorder. And the more free energy you put in, the more disorder you get. If you go back to that house in the forest, instead of the house in the forest, let's put that house out on the equator in an open field where it gets a maximum 
benefit of the sun's free energy is it going to break down faster yeah the sun's rays will probably break it down faster yeah yeah or is it going to like build new additions and new wings onto the building so what they're saying is just absolute nonsense anybody who knows science knows that okay but they don't want to know that thank you everyone for listening today unfortunately we have run out of time but please join us for the next part same time and same place If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. Thank you.